Hi everyone. Today is the first Sunday of Advent and uh, church service at Trinity has been cancelled due to the freezing rain and uh, it's unfortunate because I really was looking forward to being there. Uh, Christmas is such a wonderful time of the year and especially at Trinity where we decorate so well, you know, the, the sanctuary is decorated and we're singing the Christmas carols that we sing and uh, this year we are doing a series once again on the carols of Christmas. Now this is something that we did uh, a couple years back. We looked at four carols and it went really well and I really enjoyed preaching that series and so we're doing it again uh, but with four different carols this year uh, starting with the first Noel and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but I just want to say you know Christmas you know for some it's the most wonderful time of the year because I mean, it's that time where you get to break out all the decorations, the tree, the lights, and maybe you have a Christmas village just like we do here at the Park family home, and little trinkets that you get to put around the house, kind of like my, uh, oh, this way here, that uh, snowman there, and uh, you know, it's just a, a fun time of the year. There's all the Christmas parties and the Christmas food, and you're thinking, wow, Christmas food. I love the Christmas food and for some it's like oh no the Christmas food because it's all those sugars and carbs and it's like oh man I gotta watch out um, you're making your New Year's resolutions already you know Christmas hasn't even arrived yet but uh, yeah Christmas can be just a really festive time a really cheerful time filled with joy but Christmas can also be a very difficult time in fact Christmas can put the spotlight on some of the most difficult things about our lives. Christmas can be lonely, especially for those of us who have lost loved ones. Um, the season can truly bring out that void in our lives. It highlights the voids in our lives, and so it's very difficult. And so, and Christmas can also be a stressful time. I mean, with all the gift buying, the cards to write, and the things to do, the places to go and people to see, and it can be, you know, very stressful. Because uh, everyone else is doing it all at the same time. And so going to the stores, the malls, it's just insane at this time of year. And sometimes we just want to look forward to just it being over with, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, I don't think Christmas has to be that way at all. Because Christmas, it's not about the consumerism, right? But consumerism has really hijacked Christmas. Uh, and that's why we need to repeat Every year, especially at the church, we need to repeat every year the true meaning of Christmas so that we're brought back to understanding the power of the message of Christmas. Because the message of Christmas deep within has this great hope within it that is far beyond the hope that a new sweater can bring you or that new gadget or the new speaker system or the new whatever toy or a new thing that we can receive. I mean, those things fade. Uh, they're great for a time, but they fade, right? And the, the true message of Christmas is something that never fades. In fact, it's a hope that continues to get stronger and stronger. And so um, we need to repeat that every year. And so to do that, to communicate the hope of Christmas, we are going to start by looking at the Christmas Carol, the first Noel. I love this song. It is such a great uh, song. But like... Um, most of the other famous carols, uh, the first Noel is a hymn. And it was written many, many years ago. It has a rich history. 
and、uh, it's been sung at Christmas time for generations and generations. Now, the exact origins of the first Noel are unclear. Some historians date it back to around the 1500s. Others would say it goes back even to like the 1300s,、um, but most say that it originated in France. And、uh, it wasn't until around the 1800s where an English version was made, and it was published in a book called Christmas Carols、uh, Ancient and Modern by William Sandys. And so the earliest version of the first Noel, in fact, it was spelt the first N O W E L L. That's how Noel was spelt. Because that was the English transliteration of the French word Noel, N O E L,、uh, which means Christmas. And、uh, that French word N O E L is a transliteration of the Latin word Natalis, which means birth. And so the first Noel is the song about the very first Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, and what that means for us. And so the part that I want to focus on for this message is the very first stanza, actually, the very first verse that goes like this: The first Noel. The angels did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. I want to focus on that passage, and actually, we see the inspiration the writer had in writing that in Luke chapter two, actually, and starting in verse one. I'm going to read that. Luke chapter two, starting in verse one. This is what inspired the writer of the first Noel. It says this, and starting in verse one. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a, a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Now, this first section of the birth story,、um, it really kind of shows the personality of the writer Luke. Now, I would probably imagine Luke to have been a processor, somebody who was a detail-oriented person, somebody who really enjoyed history, and、uh, the reason why is because he was very careful to note、uh, Jesus's birth in relation to what was happening in the Roman world. Now, in that time when Caesar Augustus was in power. Rome was experiencing a time of great peace and great prosperity, very much like what we are experiencing in the Western world today. And Luke was noting that it was in this time in Roman history that Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, was born. Now, going on in verse five, he went there to. It says Joseph went there、uh, to Bethlehem to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now, registering for a census was done. The Romans、uh, did this for tax purposes,、uh, but the reason why、um, Luke wrote this was to show that Jesus was born in Beth, or Jesus was、uh, from Bethlehem, the town of David. Which fulfills the prophecy in Micah chapter two, which says this: "But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient 
times. Micah was written like way before Matthew was written and Luke was written. And so this was a prophet, a prophetic word about the coming of the Messiah from the town of Bethlehem. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but I would say that the chances of that happening are very small. One in one with probably a, a bunch of zeros after that, right? But that's for one prophecy. There are over 300 prophecies in the Bible just like that in Micah 5. And Jesus fulfills them all. What are the chances of that? Only God can make something like that happen, right? Now, moving on, I think, I think Luke was highlighting that. Uh, actually, when he wrote this. Now, uh, moving on, it says in verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone uh, around them. Where am I? Uh, yeah, glory, glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the promised Messiah. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, I love this last part of the passage. And the reason why is because... It just shows that God had a plan, okay? So the first thing that it shows is that, it, that God had a plan and his plan started much earlier than just in the Roman time, during the Roman occupation of Jerusalem. God's plan started a long, long time ago. You see, the first Noel, it depicts the first Christmas, which fulfills the first promise that God ever made. The very first promise that God ever made in the Bible was about the first Christmas. And that's what we're singing about in the first Noel. Genesis chapter 3, way back in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. In chapter 3, we read about the unfortunate consequences of Adam and Eve's sin, right? I mean, they decide to disobey God. Sin and death entered the human condition. And because of that, we live in a broken world. And I remember speaking in the Philippines when I was preaching at a crusade and there were people there, uh, the Filipino people there, I was saying to them how, you know, I'm from Canada, I'm Korean, but Canadian. And uh, if you go to Korea, there's lots of different things about our culture. We speak a different language. Canada, there's a lot of different things about Canada. I mean, in the Philippines, it was really hot, but in Canada, it's cold. And on a day like today, I mean, it's treacherous outside um, here in Canada. Um, so there's a lot of differences, but there's one thing that unites us all, no matter where we are in this world. If you're in Africa, America, Canada, Philippines, doesn't matter where you are in this world, there's one thing that unites all of humanity, and that is this, that we live in a broken world with broken people. No matter where you are, you, you see the evidence of a broken world. And that's because of the fall that happens in Genesis 3. But you see, what we read in Genesis 3, even though Adam and Eve disobeyed and the consequences was sin and death, God's heart was shown in Genesis 3 because his heart was broken. And so he had a plan right away, right from the start. And in Genesis 3, it says that God spoke to the enemy. He spoke to the serpent. He said to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. 
He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So at some point in human history, God was saying, listen, from Eve's offspring will come a deliverer who will defeat Satan, overcome all his powers and restore all things back to God. And many generations later, God's very first promise was fulfilled on that first Christmas when he proclaimed it through the hosts of angels to the shepherds in Bethlehem. And so that's what the first Noel is about. And that's what we sing about. It loudly proclaims the fulfillment of God's first promise. It's a song that is a source of great hope for us today because it communicates the hope that we have in God through Christ Jesus and that God is still the God who keeps his promises. You see, God says he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. God says he gives strength to the weary and power to the weak. God says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God says his unfailing love will not be shaken and his peace shall not be removed. God says he will fight for us. We only need to be still. And God says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God says, I know, I, know, I, have, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans for a hope and a future. And God says, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And so the hope of Christmas is this, that we have a secure and firm foundation in Christ Jesus. In that of a God who keeps his promises to those who put their trust in him. It's a beautiful message. It's a profound message of hope. And it's a message that never fades. You know, another beautiful thing about this passage and about this uh, song that we sing is that it communicates that God's hope, the hope that we have in God, is for all people who put their trust in him. You see, the fulfillment of God's promise was first revealed. It says this in Luke chapter 2. And we sing about it in the first Noel. It was first revealed to shepherds. To shepherds. Now, the Jewish people in Jesus' time, they were seeking the fulfillment of God's promise of the Messiah. They were seeking for it. They were waiting. They were watching. They were hoping. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the religious leaders, they were actively, eagerly in anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. They knew the promises of God. They knew from the scriptures that God was a God who kept his promises. They knew. They were waiting. They were watching. They were hoping. But you see, God, when he first, when he chose to unveil the coming of his promise, he chose to unveil it not to the Pharisees, not to the religious leaders or the teachers of the law, not to the ones who had it all together on the outside, But he chose to unveil the fulfillment of his promise to shepherds, to ordinary people like you and me, the common people. And this gives us all great hope today, folks, that God is still a promise-keeping God to all who put their trust and hope in him. And so may you experience great hope this Christmas as you eagerly wait upon God for his, for his promises to be filled, fulfilled in your life. May you experience his presence in a powerful way this Christmas that it may cause you to refocus your attention and all of your affection towards him. 
And may you be filled with all the fullness of God as you celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you on this first Sunday of Advent.